0: Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today we have an extra special treat. I have a guest host, Dr. Melinda Van Devort, is with us. She is the host of Choose Your Next Yes podcast, where she helps professional women learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career they've always wanted and no to everything else. She helps them clarify their purpose and find the courage to pursue their personal And professional goals in midlife and beyond to reclaim the women they once aspired to be. Mel has been an educator for over 20 years. Uh, She moved into administration in 2016 when she realized her passion to become a school leader and help other teachers become the best instructor they could be. Mel has a very strong passion for encouraging others to consider leadership. Welcome to the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, But no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by Grace. This Faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people pleasing and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Friends, I'd like you to join me in welcoming Dr. Melinda Vandevoort to the show. Mel, thanks so much for joining us today on the show. Thank you
1: so much for having me. This is actually my first interview with someone on a podcast. I'm usually the interviewer, and so it's kind of a nice treat to be on the other side and just not have to do all the technical stuff. So go you. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So first, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you serve? Yeah, absolutely. So
1: first and foremost, I'm a daughter of Christ. But I'm also a mom of three amazing men, an amazing daughter in love, a grandson, and a granddaughter. Um, and I also have a boyfriend. I am an educator of adults in many different capacities. I currently coach teachers to be more effective in their instruction. And I've recently started coaching midlife women who are ready to make that career change but they're maybe just not super clear on what direction that God is calling them to go in their new empty nester life or their, their midlife, their next phase of life.
0: Cool. I love that. You said your daughter in love. I've never heard that before. So that's instead of your daughter in law, she's your daughter in love. Yes. Yes. She is amazing. I
1: love her so much. She, um, she is my son's second wife and she is the stepmom to my grandson. She's she's the mom to my granddaughter but she's the stepmom to my grandson and she has taken my grandson and she loves him like he is her own. Aww. She treats him so amazing and she is one of my kids. Like she is she's not my daughter-in-law, someone who just came into my family through marriage. She is one of my children. So when people ask me how many children I have, I have six because I have three (laughs) sons of my own. I have my daughter-in-law and my two grandchildren. So when I pray for them, I pray for my children and that means all six of them.
0: So oh, I love that. That's so cool. I'm, I can't wait to be a grandma, although I shouldn't wish for that too soon. I have 20 something year old kids too. So, well,
1: it's an amazing place to be in your life and having adult children is an amazing place to be. And some of, my women struggle with being empty nesters now Mm -hmm. and not knowing what to do with themselves. And they just feel like they almost are in a depression because their kids have left home and they don't really know what to do with themselves. But the dynamic that I have with my children now is so amazing. You can have adult conversations with them. I learn from them. They lean on me for wisdom. Hopefully (laughs) they use it. They ask my opinion. I give it to them. So whether or not they use it is, um, I'm, I guess yet to be seen on some things, but yeah, it is. It's just an amazing, it's an amazing place to be. Like you can be the grandma. I don't call myself grandma because I feel like that makes me sound old. So (laughs) I'm Nana. Nana Um, is my title. So it's a, it's a
0: great title to have. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Empty nesting is a, deal like you know I hear a lot of people say oh I can't wait till my kids leave the house and I've never ever ever been that mom like I feel best when my babies so to say are under my roof you know when Mm -hmm. my daughter who's my oldest graduated I feel like for at least a year my husband and I were in mourning like oh it just was uncomfortable like you've especially as the mom like that that's been your primary hat like right you you tend to take that as such a big piece of your identity is so, but now like you said, it's so cool to have new adult relationships with them. Like and then when they when there's that moment that they realize maybe life wasn't so bad and you, you know, weren't quite so dumb. <laughs> you know, that, yes, that you yes, seem to exactly. be at age 13 through, you know, 17 or whatever. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um yeah. Um I actually have a podcast episode called Identity Crisis because Sometimes women will get to that point where they just don't know who they are because they've only had like certain titles their entire like adult life and mom is one of those or wife or whatever it may be and they just don't know how to get out of that and find their new identity and be like rediscover who they are and become the person that they always dreamt of being when they were growing up. And so, yeah. Um, I, I love this season of my life with my children. Yeah. Yes. Was it hard when the first one left? Yeah, absolutely. My first one went in the military and so he was far away for eight weeks after he left. I couldn't even talk to him hardly at all. Like, the first 4 weeks we had no contact with him oh. and then we had a little bit of contact along the way after he got past that first 4 weeks but that's that's a hard place to be but now that i'm on the third child who's just about to graduate high school he graduates in like 3 weeks oh god it like he is ready when you get to that point and god it's like it's god ordained and you are just in that place of your life where you can relish that adult person that you got to adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's an, it's a great feeling. And then I'm so proud of my children and who they've become. And again, that different dynamic, it, it just makes it easier that transition a little easier.
0: Yeah. What a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Mel, lots of our, lots of our listeners are um, either for sure, kind of full time working mom professionals, many of them leaders, either formally or informally. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey into leadership and then also on to serving women in this new way that um, with your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been an educator since
1: 1999. I graduated with my education degree and I became a teacher. And I taught for several years and toward the end of me being in the classroom, I just kind of started feeling like, I don't know, God just kind of put it on my heart. I had, I got my certification as a principal with not really any plan of using it. Um, I I thought I'll, I'll get it because I knew the test was going to change. And then I, it would be harder and I would have to take more classes. And I was already where I could just like finish up and get my certification. And then it could just sit until Mm -hmm. I was ready to use it. If I ever got to that place, because I was scared, I was scared to be a principal. You know, it's a different type of being an educator. You are in a different position. So I was scared to like leave the classroom. I was comfortable in the classroom, but. Toward the end, my last couple of years, I had gotten my degree and God started putting it on my heart to like really think about a next step. And I got to the point where I was like, you know, I can do what my principal's doing. And my principal did a great job. I'm not saying that she didn't. But I was like, I would have done it this way, or I have a different vision of how that could go or, you know, just, just those kind of things. Yeah. And it just really sparked my interest in going ahead and applying for jobs to be a principal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had also been a leader in my church. I was the women's group president and vice president at certain different times. I was a youth sponsor. I'd served on the praise team but I just felt called to do more in my career at that point. And so I, I completed that certification. I sat on it a little while and then I'm like, I think I'm going to apply. I feel like I can do this. God like gave me that confidence to do this. And so I applied the first year. I did not get, I don't even think I got an interview the first year at all. The next year I got some interviews and I got a job at a, I was the pre-K four principal at a small school district. It right. ended up being a four day school week. When I applied, when I got the interview, I didn't even know that. Cause I never saw that anywhere on their website. I don't know if I just missed it or if it d- didn't occur to me that people, that schools actually did that because right. where I was from, we didn't, you know, we had five day school week. Yeah. So he worked it out. So I was commuting back and forth. It was two hours away, but it was the perfect school because I met people that furthered my career. Mm -hmm. Had I taken a job closer to home, I probably would not have grown the way I did in my leadership. And I wouldn't have had the opportunities that I had up there Mm -hmm. to meet people in the St. Louis area. Mm -hmm. And I got a job up here as it took a long time to get in the St. Louis area, like jobs, a lot of people apply for these jobs and it was, you know, some very stiff competition. Mm -hmm. And so I got a soup substitute um, instructional technology position. And when that ended, I had met someone that I worked with And he had been in charter for a long time and he got a job at a charter school up here. And he's like, they've got another position for a Dean of Instruction. So I applied and I got the job as a Dean of Instruction at a charter school. And I learned so much and... Along the way, of course, COVID has happened and all of these things. And I'd started an educational podcast, but I kind of had to put that away for a little while because I was finishing my doctorate degree Okay. and you cannot do anything else at all <laughs> while you're doing a doctorate degree because you don't have time or capacity in your brain to do anything else. But oh, that, Yeah. especially if you want to get done at a, a particular time and not have to pay for another semester. So like I was busting it out trying to get done so I didn't have to pay for an extra semester. And I, after I got that done, I just was like, God just kept telling me, I I feel like you need to, I I felt like he was telling me to do a little bit more. And so Mm -hmm. I had the calling to start another podcast, which was called choose your next. Yes. actually, it was called choose your best. Yes. And then along the way, like as I really nished into what I was supposed to be doing with the podcast. He told me to change that. And it worked out that I was really supposed to talk to women in midlife who were ready to transition in their career. And they were, because they were empty nesters or going to be empty nesters very soon. Mm -hmm. They were professionals. They had, they had these dreams of what they wanted to be all of their life. They kind of had to put that on hold maybe. And now they're in a place where they can either take classes and get a certification, or they can move into leadership or start a whole new career completely. And so that's how Choose Your Next Yes was
0: born. Awesome. That's cool. So So, we probably have people in both camps um, listening. So, some that might be thinking, hmm, maybe leadership is my next yes, whereas we also have listeners who are current leaders. So, let's take the woman that is thinking, you know, I think maybe I'm cut out for leadership or leadership might be my next career move. Can you tell me how you would start um, leading someone through that, determining whether or not that indeed is their next yes? And they're calling, if you will.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I coach women on how to get clear on what God is wanting them to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the first thing we do is we do a lot of prayer. I mean, prayer is always your best friend and having that intimate relationship with God. Right. But even having an intimate relationship with God, sometimes you're still not hundred percent clear on what he's telling you to do. And I've been there myself. Like I can pray and pray and pray. And I'm still, I get in my own way sometimes. And I think I know what he's telling me and I don't always know for sure. And so I'll make a move and it may not be the move that he's telling me. So to start what I do with my women is we figure out what their spiritual gifts are. And we really figure out what, what God has given them to use, what tools he has given them. Right. And then after we figure that out, then we can figure out what careers, what are your passions, what are your interests and what careers align with your, your gifts and talents, and then your passions and your interests. And then we, we can create a plan of how they can get there after that. Mm -hmm. Great. And then of course, you have to, I mean, God put it on my heart. Like I almost give myself nervous energy sometimes when he like put <laughs> something on my heart because like I get fixated on it a little bit. And yeah. so if you have that nervous energy, if you're fixated on something, you should probably be really tuning into what God's telling you because yeah. he's not giving you that desire for Just for for no reason to to dismiss it. Yeah. He doesn't want you to dismiss it. So when I was moving into leadership, it was in my head all of the time when he told me it was finally time to be a principal. That is all I thought about for a long time until I made that move. And I mean, it was a strong desire, a strong passion. I constantly was thinking of what I could do, how I could lead teachers, how I could lead my building and be the Mm -hmm. lead leader or the lead learner in my building. And so again, that starts with an intimate relationship with God, being really aligned with what he is telling you and having your, your desires align with him and the verse of, he will give you the desires of your heart. A lot of people take that as if I pray then God's going to give me what I want. Uh and That's not necessarily what he's saying. Right. So a long time ago, someone very wise said, "Um, that's not really what that verse means. What it means is if you are in total alignment with God, if you truly trust him and you are seeking his will fervently for your life. Then he aligns your passions and your desires with his passions and his desires for your life. Yeah. And so. Um, oddly enough, I just had I just recorded an episode this morning with that exact same message. So, oh, I love when that. I get that out. You, know, your listeners can pop over there and listen to that. Yeah, okay. um, it's going to be out today. So, I kind of got a little behind on getting some episodes out. We had state testing for the last three weeks, and um, when you have state testing at school. You um also think of nothing else but that. So that was like my focus and it's exhausting. And so I didn't get an episode out yesterday like I should have. So that will go out today. So if your ladies oh. want to pop over and listen to that and kind of listen to what I'm talking about on being in alignment with him. Yes. The episode's gonna to be total eclipse of the heart. So oh, I, I love it, that. I know, and it actually um I don't even know like God works in funny ways, he has a great sense of humor, but like he put that on my mind. And um, when I looked it up, there were two verses in that song that fit perfectly with my women and where they're going and how they feel in their life right now. So well,
0: and being someone that grew up through the 80s, you know, I can appreciate the, the music. Oh my gosh, the 80s music is the best. It's even the best. my children, even my children who were born in,
1: long, long after, after the 80s, they they love my 80s music. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mine too. So what about, and would you say that God kind of affirmed or validated that once you kind of, you said yes to leadership, you know, what are there ways in which you can look back and and see how he continued to validate and affirm that that indeed was his calling for you? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely, I do. And
1: I, I was just actually thinking because he is continuing to validate where he's wanting me to go. Recently, he's he's had he's changed where i I thought I was going in one direction, and he's completely changed my mindset on that. And in my episode this morning, I talk about how he gives you the opportunity to try on these different things, Mm -hmm. just so you can see if they're a good fit. And you like, you may have that desire to do something. And so he's like, yeah, go try it on, see how it fits. And then he's like, okay, now are you ready to listen to me and (laughs) do what I really want you to do? (laughs) Because you're going to, You're going to have success in what I'm really wanting you to do. And so he continues to validate and he will, he validates through so many different avenues and through different people, or I'll hear a message or my devotional for the day will further validate. Mm -hmm. And it's time for me to move out of the Dean role and back into a principal position, I actually thought I was not going to be in education for a while. I met someone who has not worked a typical job like we think in many years, like his entire adult life. And so his schedule is very, it's completely opposite of mine. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. He is, he's definitely nocturnal. It's completely opposite of mine. And so all of this time after I met him, I'm like, you know, I would really love to work from home and I would like to be flexible for him and help him build his business and get, because he recently moved here from Miami back here from Miami Mm -hmm. and he was helping his mom get their insurance business back on track. And because his dad passed away a few years ago and his mom just, she just needed a break from it, I think. And then He wanted to come back here. COVID took a, you know, it took a toll on the music industry. That's what he does. He's a musician and he owns an entertainment company. And so I thought, I just, you know, I love the fact that he can have his own hours, set his own hours, do his own thing. And so I wanted that. And then I think God gave me time to work through that. Yeah. And He's like, but you love education and education. You're good at it why are you wanting out? And so now, I mean, as recently as this last three weeks, an opportunity fell in my lap that does not happen where I'm at. I was invited to an inter to apply or not to an interview, but to apply for an interview. They still haven't, they haven't like actually done interviews yet. So because it's so recent still yet, In St. Louis, you don't really get invited to apply for a position because there are hundreds of people applying for every position up here. And it took me forever to even get into St. Louis in the first place, because there are so many people. When I first started trying to move to the St. Louis area, I didn't even have my doctorate yet. And up here, many people have their doctorate. Where I'm from in the country, very few people have a doctorate. And so- like you would stand out more down there up here, you're applying with a dime many a dozen. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. Dime a dozen. That's exactly what I was thinking this morning. It, they are a dime a dozen and it doesn't devalue a doctorate degree no. means. I mean, it's hard work to get that. It is you, you earn a doctorate degree by mm-hmm. every means. And so I'm not devaluing that at all. But there are people with a doctorate degree that have more experience than me, or Mm -hmm. they have been in that district for a long time. And so you are in competition with people who have been established in the St. Louis area for all of their educational career. And so it's really hard to even get an interview in the first place. And then when you get invited to apply, you know, immediately, oh, my goodness, this is God telling me (laughs) I need to apply. So.
0: So, like, this yeah. doesn't happen. So it's a God right? State. Right. Yeah. And
1: so as soon as I applied for that, that desire to not be in education, that desire to work from home, it just almost disappeared. So wow. that's why I called it a total eclipse of the heart, because my heart completely changed the way that he, with what he was telling me. And So, one part of my the whole thing is based on being in complete submission to God.
0: Yeah. And
1: I thought I was being in complete submission to God, but I was not. Mm -hmm. I was still trying to dictate where my career went or what my next yes was going to be, what my next step in life was going to be. I was still trying to dictate that somewhat. Mm -hmm. And When I, when he finally said, you cannot control this, (laughs) but you please give me the opportunity. It completely changed, completely changed. Yeah. And I, I realized I don't care what you tell me to do. God, if you want me to work from home, I will work from home. If you want me to go out of education completely, I will be out of education completely If you want me to continue in education, I will continue in education completely. And as soon as I submitted and surrendered, he completely changed my thought process Mm -hmm. and I am at peace with whatever he tells me. Mm -hmm. I am one that will give myself anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like I said, trying (laughs) to be the leader and be the boss and (laughs) make (laughs) things go the way I want them to. And if I'm sitting there thinking, okay, if I do this, then this will happen. If I don't do this, then this will happen. I, I struggle with anxiety anyway, like really, really bad anxiety. And that is the mindset that causes me to have anxiety about things. If Mm -hmm. I just surrender to him, then I don't have that internal struggle anymore.
0: Yeah. Like that, that's when, you know, it's a God thing because God, God, God's voice, isn't one that confuses and condemns and, and causes disruption. God's voice calms and gives peace. And I mean, the fact that like, what I hear you saying is he, he completely transformed your heart to align with what his calling yes, yes you,
1: like yes. and when you when you just said that he's not a god of confusion, but for several months now, I've been confused.
0: yeah and I'm
1: like, okay, so I keep hearing that God is not a God of confusion, but I am not clear on what he's, and here I'm, I'm trying to coach other women on being clear on what they're supposed to be doing (laughs) and how to know. And I'm like, I am completely confused on what you're wanting me to do. God, I do not understand why you're not leading me and giving me the, the clarity on what I need to be doing. And it was because I was in my own way. And I was not completely aligning myself with him and completely submitting to what he wanted. And once I did that, it's been completely, completely different. Mm -hmm. And even this morning, I'm sitting here recording an episode and I look up and I'm getting a call from my executive director at the charter school where I'm at now. And I'm like, why is okay. she calling me on a Saturday? First of all, she never calls me period. Yeah. Secondly, why is she calling me on a Saturday? And she's like, Hey, there's a, a an assistant principal position at one of the schools here. Um, do you want to apply? I'm like, okay. She's <laughs> like, send me your resume right now. And so, I mean, like even wow. just 30 minutes ago, I sent her my resume and, So like when God moves, when you finally submit to him and you finally let him take control of everything, he will lead you more swiftly than you can ever imagine. Like he can move mountains for you if you will just get out of your way
0: and get out of his way and let him do the thing that he wants to do. Sister friends, we're going to continue this conversation with Dr. Mel on Friday's episode, so tune in to hear the rest of the story. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.